part four chapter three of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four chapter three the fact was that up to the last moment he had never expected such an ending he had been overbearing to the last degree never dreaming that two destitute and defenceless women could escape from his control this conviction was strengthened by his vanity and conceit a conceit to the point of fatuity pyotr petrovitch who had made his way up from insignificance was morbidly given to self-admiration had the highest opinion of his intelligence and capacities and sometimes even gloated in solitude over his image in the glass but what he loved and valued above all was the money he had amassed by his labour and by all sorts of devices that money made him the equal of all who had been its superiors when he had bitterly reminded dunya that he had decided to take her in spite of evil report pyotr petrovitch had spoken with perfect sincerity and had indeed felt genuinely indignant at such black ingratitude and yet when he made dunya his offer he was fully aware of the groundlessness of all the gossip the story had been everywhere contradicted by marfa petrovna and was by then disbelieved by all the townspeople who were warm in dunya's defence and he would not have denied that he knew all that at the time yet he still thought highly of his own resolution in lifting dunya to his level and regarded it as something heroic in speaking of it to dunya he had let out the secret feeling he cherished and admired and he could not understand that others should fail to admire it too he had called on raskolnikov with the feelings of a benefactor who is about to reap the fruits of his good deeds and to hear agreeable flattery and as he went downstairs now he considered himself most undeservedly injured and unrecognized dunya was simply essential to him to do without her was unthinkable for many years he had had voluptuous dreams of marriage but he had gone on waiting and amassing money he brooded with relish and profound secret over the image of a girl virtuous poor she must be poor very young very pretty of good birth and education very timid one who had suffered much and was completely humbled before him one who would all her life look on him as her saviour worship him admire him and only him how many scenes how many amorous episodes he had imagined on this seductive and playful theme when his work was over and behold the dream of so many years was all but realized the beauty and education of avdotya romanovna had impressed him her helpless position had been a great allurement in her he had found even more than he dreamed of here was a girl of pride character virtue of education and breeding superior to his own he felt that and this creature would be slavishly grateful all her life for his heroic condescension and would humble herself in the dust before him and he would have absolute unbounded power over her not long before he had too after long reflection and hesitation made an important change in his career and was now entering on a wider circle of business with this change his cherished dreams of rising into a higher class of society seemed likely to be realized he was in fact determined to try his fortune in petersburg he knew that women could do a very great deal the fascination of a charming virtuous highly educated woman might make his way easier 
might do wonders in attracting people to him throwing an aureole round him and now everything was in ruins this sudden horrible rupture affected him like a clap of thunder it was like a hideous joke an absurdity he had been only a tiny bit masterful had not even time to speak out had simply made a joke been carried away and it had ended so seriously and of course too he did love dunya in his own way he already possessed her in his dreams and all at once no the next day the very next day it must all be set right smoothed over settled above all he must crush that conceited milksop who was the cause of it all with a sick feeling he could not help recalling razumihin too but he soon reassured himself on that score as though a fellow like that could be put on a level with him the man he really dreaded in earnest was Svidrigailov. he had in short a great deal to attend to no i i am more to blame than anyone said dunya kissing and embracing her mother i was tempted by his money but on my honour brother i had no idea he was such a base man if i had seen through him before nothing would have tempted me don't blame me brother god has delivered us god has delivered us pulcheria alexandrovna muttered but half consciously as though scarcely able to realise what had happened they were all relieved and in five minutes they were laughing only now and then dunya turned white and frowned remembering what had passed pulcheria alexandrovna was surprised to find that she too was glad she had only that morning thought rupture with luzhin a terrible misfortune razumihin was delighted he did not yet dare to express his joy fully but he was in a fever of excitement as though a ton weight had fallen off his heart now he had the right to devote his life to them to serve them anything might happen now but he felt afraid to think of further possibilities and dared not let his imagination range but raskolnikov sat still in the same place almost sullen and indifferent though he had been the most insistent on getting rid of luzhin he seemed now the least concerned at what had happened dunya could not help thinking that he was still angry with her and pulcheria alexandrovna watched him timidly what did svidrigailov say to you said dunya approaching him yes yes cried pulcheria alexandrovna raskolnikov raised his head he wants to make you a present of ten thousand roubles and he desired to see you once in my presence see her on no account cried pulcheria alexandrovna and how dare he offer her money then raskolnikov repeated rather dryly his conversation with svidrigailov omitting his account of the ghostly visitations of marfa petrovna wishing to avoid all unnecessary talk what answer did you give him asked dunya at first i said i would not take any message to you then he said that he would do his utmost to obtain an interview with you without my help he assured me that his passion for you was a passing infatuation now he has no feeling for you he doesn't want you to marry luzhin his talk was altogether rather muddled how do you explain him to yourself rodya how did he strike you i must confess i don't quite understand him he offers you ten thousand and yet says he is not well off he says he is going away and in ten minutes he forgets he has said it then he says he is going to be married and has already fixed on the girl no doubt he has a motive and probably a bad one but it's odd that he should be so clumsy about it if he had any designs against you of course i refuse this money on your account once for all altogether i thought him very strange one might almost think he was mad but i may be mistaken 
that may only be the part he assumes the death of marfa petrovna seems to have made a great impression on him god rest her soul exclaimed pokeria alexandrovna i shall always always pray for her where should we be now dunya without this three thousand it's as though it had fallen from heaven why rodya this morning we had only three roubles in our pocket and dunya and i were just planning to pawn her watch so as to avoid borrowing from that man until he offered help dunya seemed strangely impressed by svidrigailov's offer she still stood meditating he has got some terrible plan she said in a half whisper to herself almost shuddering raskolnikov noticed this disproportionate terror i fancy i shall have to see him more than once again he said to dunya we will watch him i will track him out cried razumihin vigorously i won't lose sight of him rodya has given me leave he said to me himself just now take care of my sister will you give me leave too avdotya romanovna dunya smiled and held out her hand but the look of anxiety did not leave her face pokeria alexandrovna gazed at her timidly but the three thousand roubles had obviously a soothing effect on her a quarter of an hour later they were all engaged in a lively conversation even raskolnikov listened attentively for some time though he did not talk razumihin was the speaker and why why should you go away he flowed on ecstatically and what are you to do in a little town the great thing is you are all here together and you need one another you do need one another believe me for a time anyway take me into partnership and i assure you we'll plan a capital enterprise listen i'll explain it all in detail to you the whole project it all flashed into my head this morning before anything had happened i tell you what i have an uncle i must introduce him to you a most accommodating and respectable old man this uncle has got a capital of a thousand roubles and he lives on his pension and has no need of that money for the last two years he has been bothering me to borrow it from him and pay him six per cent interest i know what that means he simply wants to help me last year i had no need of it but this year i resolved to borrow it as soon as he arrived then you lend me another thousand of your three and we have enough for a start so we'll go into partnership and what are we going to do then razumihin began to unfold his project and he explained at length that almost all our publishers and booksellers know nothing at all of what they are selling and for that reason they are usually bad publishers and that any decent publications pay as a rule and give a profit sometimes a considerable one razumihin had indeed been dreaming of setting up as a publisher for the last two years he had been working in publishers offices and knew three european languages well though he had told raskolnikov six days before he was schwech in german with an object of persuading him to take half his translation and half the payment for it he had told a lie then and raskolnikov knew he was lying why why should we let our chance slip when we have one of the chief means of success money of our own cried razumihin warmly of course there will be a lot of work but we will work you avdotya romanovna i rodion you get a splendid profit on some books nowadays and the great point of the business is that we shall know just what wants translating and we shall be translating publishing learning all at once i can be of use because i have experience for nearly two years i've been scuttling about among the publishers and now i know every detail of their business you need not be a saint to make pots believe me and why why should we let our chance slip why i know and i keep the secret two or three books which one might get a hundred roubles simply for thinking of translating and publishing 
indeed and i would not take five hundred for the very idea of one of them and what do you think if i were to tell a publisher i dare say he'd hesitate they are such blockheads and as for the business side printing paper selling you trust to me i know my way about we'll begin in a small way and go on to a large in any case it will get us our living and we shall get back our capital dunya's eyes shone i like what you are saying dmitri prokovitch she said i know nothing about it of course put in pulcheria alexandrovna it may be a good idea but again god knows it's new and untried of course we must remain here at least for a time she looked at rodya what do you think brother said dunya i think he's got a very good idea he answered of course it's too soon to dream of a publishing firm but we certainly might bring out five or six books and be sure of success i know of one book myself which would be sure to go well and as for his being able to manage it there's no doubt about that either he knows the business but we can talk it over later hurrah cried razumihin now stay there's a flat here in this house belonging to the same owner it's a special flat apart not communicating with these lodgings it's furnished rent moderate three rooms suppose you take them to begin with i'll pawn your watch to-morrow and bring you the money and everything can be arranged then you can all three live together and rodya will be with you but where are you off to rodya what rodya you are going already pulcheria alexandrovna asked in dismay at such a minute cried razumihin dunya looked at her brother with incredulous wonder he held his cap in his hand he was preparing to leave them one would think you were burying me or saying good-bye forever he said somewhat oddly he attempted to smile but it did not turn out a smile but who knows perhaps it is the last time we shall see each other he let slip accidentally it was what he was thinking and it somehow was uttered aloud what is the matter with you cried his mother where are you going rodya asked dunya rather strangely oh i'm quite obliged to he answered vaguely as though hesitating what he would say but there was a look of sharp determination in his white face i meant to say as i was coming here i meant to tell you mother and you dunya that it would be better for us to part for a time i feel ill i am not at peace i will come afterwards i will come of myself when it's possible i remember you and love you leave me leave me alone i decided this even before i'm absolutely resolved on it whatever may come to me whether i come to ruin or not i want to be alone forget me altogether it's better don't inquire about me when i can i'll come of myself or i'll send for you perhaps it will all come back but now if you love me give me up else i shall begin to hate you i feel it good-bye good god cried pulcheria alexandrovna both his mother and his sister were terribly alarmed razumihin was also rodya rodya be reconciled with us let us be as before cried his poor mother he turned slowly to the door and slowly went out of the room dunya overtook him brother what are you doing to mother she whispered her eyes flashing with indignation he looked dully at her no matter i shall come i'm coming he muttered in an undertone as though not fully conscious of what he was saying and he went out of the room wicked heartless egoist cried dunya he is insane but not heartless he is mad don't you see it you're heartless after that razumihin whispered in her ear squeezing her hand tightly i shall be back directly he shouted to the horror-stricken mother and he ran out of the room raskolnikov was waiting for him at the end of the passage i knew you would run after me he said go back to them 
be with them be with them to-morrow and always i perhaps i shall come if i can good-bye and without holding out his hand he walked away but where are you going what are you doing what's the matter with you how can you go on like this razumihin muttered at his wit's end raskolnikov stopped once more once for all never ask me about anything i have nothing to tell you don't come to see me maybe i'll come here leave me but don't leave them do you understand me it was dark in the corridor they were standing near the lamp for a minute they were looking at one another in silence razumihin remembered that minute all his life raskolnikov's burning and intent eyes grew more penetrating every moment piercing into his soul into his consciousness suddenly razumihin started something strange as it were passed between them some idea some hint as it were slipped something awful hideous and suddenly understood on both sides razumihin turned pale do you understand now said raskolnikov his face twitching nervously go back go to them he said suddenly and turning quickly he went out of the house i will not attempt to describe how razumihin went back to the ladies how he soothed them how he protested that rodya needed rest in his illness protested that rodya was sure to come that he would come every day that he was very very much upset that he must not be irritated that he razumihin would watch over him would get him a doctor the best doctor a consultation in fact from that evening razumihin took his place with them as a son and a brother end of part four chapter three recording by expatriate in bangor maine